0: Author of Hidden History, Crimes and Cover-Ups in American Politics, 1776 to 1963, and Survival of the Richest,
1: Donald Jeffries separates the real from the unreal. Fact
0: from fiction. Fact from fiction.
1: Reverse engineering our manufactured reality. And now, from just outside the swamp-infested Washington, D.C., this is I Protest with Donald Jeffries. And Welcome to
0: iProtest. This is Donald Jeffries here with you, as uh, the announcer says, just outside of Swamp-infested Washington, D.C. Come to you every Friday at this time, 5 p.m. Eastern, for uh, what we hope is a stimulating conversation. Our guest today is Albert Lanier, who is a uh, journalist and freelance writer. Uh, He's worked in Hawaii, Washington, California. He's uh, appeared in lots of media. He he seems to be a very kind of, as he says, a a jack-of-all-trades, master of some. Um, we're going to probably talk mostly about Hawaii because he is in Hawaii. He's not in uh, Maui, but he's close enough. I, I hope to know something. So, um, Albert Lanier, welcome to the show.
2: Well, uh, first of all, thank you for having me and, uh, it's nice to be here.
0: Great. Well, let's, let's talk for, first of all, you, uh, talk a little bit about your writing career. It said you've been writing for 22 years or whatever. So what, um, What got you started and what what got you started down the rabbit holes where you would uh, have any kind of uh, knowledge about someone like me?
2: Well, you know, what happened is that I actually uh, went to school and I was like anyone. I went to college. I actually intended to be a novelist and short story writer. So that was technically the plan. I attended school here in, in the state of Hawaii. I went to University of Hawaii, West Oahu, which is part of the UH system obviously, and graduated with a bachelor, bachelor's degree. I had studied English, minored in history. And so when I came out, I intended to be a novelist and short story writer. And the first job I got after college, sometime after college, was actually in radio. So I was a board op working for an oldies station, playing the Beatles, Doors, Stones, sure. music like that, oldies rock music. Great music. But uh, yeah. so I actually was looking for another job in radio. I was an out of work radio guy when I wound up becoming a freelance writer. So I, I I started freelancing really because I wasn't getting wasn't getting anywhere finding another job in radio. I really just wanted at that point I love radio so I, I was very happy to you know be a DJ or something like that even though I was basically a board op, just playing music and. Started freelancing in 1994 and uh, ended up a freelance journalist. And I did that till 2017 for about 22 years. Retired in 2017. And then I uh, wrote a blog for Medium.com, which was about media current events. Stopped that. Uh, did that for about four years, over four years. Stopped in 2022. Uh, my substack has been around. I have a sub stack called That Is The Week That Is. Uh, and that's been around, I think, since twenty twenty one. So at this point, I'm um, still a writer, and um, considering coming out of retirement. I've been retired six years, but I'm considering coming out of retirement. Okay. Because, well. uh, I will move. <laughs> well,
0: are writers ever retired? I don't know. I mean, I, I also, you know, writers are retired. You know.
2: Yeah, writers no. <laughs> are retired. That's why I say I'm, I'm still a writer, but I retired from freelancing and journalism. So I have to specify that to people. Yeah, I retired from freelancing and journalism, but not from writing. I still write.
0: Okay, well, um, so let's get. So you you were not on you were on Oahu and not Maui. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, I'm I, I'm here in Honolulu. So.
0: Okay, so what what do you what do you, I mean? First of all, do you I mean I, I have no idea about how that works are are you close enough to see you know the evidence of the fires or I mean what what um what are you hearing i, I, well, I assume maybe you well, have better knowledge than we do from right. this far away you know right right well
2: the thing about i mean the thing about this disaster which is what i call it a disaster and i don't think there's a better word to describe it. The thing about this disaster is, it's like most, you know, most events, most traumatic events. It creates a, a sort of a Pandora's box of, of conspiracy theories and hype and conjecture and all of these things online since the internet's been around and since social media and all of these things have been around. So. What I'm seeing with this with this um, fire or disaster, I should say, is what I've seen with a lot of other disasters and a lot of other events, which is the, the panoply of, you know, conspiracies and, and views and aspects coming out of it. In the case of this disaster, one of the problems is that they're really from what I'm seeing here and I'm looking at local reporting. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm taking a look at is local reporting here. What I'm not seeing that's emerged from this fire, and I think it's a big problem, is you're not seeing a lot of information or you haven't gotten a lot of information about the actual background of this disaster. What really created the fire? Um... Why, you know, why, why was the fire allowed to spread and destroy the vast majority of Lahaina? You know, what was going on with emergency management agency on Maui and the mayor's office and county government? You know, there's still a lot of questions that are, that are, that are, um, that are being asked and have been asked since August 8th, which is the day of the fire. And that's a problem. Because if you don't have a basic idea of what this disaster was, I mean, we know that it was a fire. We know that the winds were involved. We know there were some down power, a number of down power lines and poles, electrical poles and down power lines. And as I've said on one other interview that I've done thus far for this, um, it was a what I would call a uh, perfect storm of horrible conditions. I think that's one of the best ways to describe it. You had high winds from a hurricane, which was Hurricane Dora, that came there. Some of the winds were 60 miles per hour at times. And that then you had these fires themselves. And so you have these winds that are pushing these fires. I think one firefighter described it as like a flamethrower he was dealing with. There's like a flamethrower, dealing with a flamethrower. Um, and then, of course, you have, besides the fact you had the high winds, you had the fires, you also had the down power lines, at least initially, if we were to believe what comes close to official accounts. Again, there isn't a kind of universal official account that I can see with this. That's a problem. So if you don't have a basic template of knowledge about what this fire and what this disaster was about, is it any wonder that people are confused? Is it any wonder that people are asking questions? Is it any wonder that these rumor rumor mongers and conspiracy peddlers are out there 24 hours a day, seven days a week putting stuff out? It's not a surprise.
0: Well, Again, it, it, it. When, when, it's not, when we have a media that doesn't investigate anything, that's the problem. Our mainstream media doesn't do the work. So you're going to have – that's why people speculate. Because there's, there's, they look at what they're – they know. I mean, I, I, we, I've talked to – heard from many people. and I, We had uh, – last week on America Unplugged, we had a, a young lady who, who is uh, in Maui and who gave us a firsthand report and told us, yeah, the reports about the police blocking people evacuating are true. The people about them, about them yeah, forcing them to stay in court. So how do we explain that without developing a conspiracy theory? What is the right. innocent explanation for that?
2: I mean, so again, from my background as a journalist, as a freelance journalist, I go where the facts take me. So one of the things that I try to look at, and I in this case, since I'm looking at this not as a journalist anymore, but just simply as a writer who's a resident of the state, I'm looking at it, but I'm using my journalistic background and my journalistic um, mindset and my skill set on this. What I've done is I tried to look at survivor accounts and look at raw video. And so that's what I try to focus on in terms of looking at it. Um, And if you look at the survivor account, it's very clear that there were roadblocks that were set up. Where there were policemen that were pushing people back basically the front street in Lahaina, which is kind of like the main artery in Lahaina. And of course, anybody who's seen any uh, drone footage, I assume it's drones that are up there that have taken that footage, but drone footage of Lahaina after the fires, you see those rows of cars, right? So it meant that there were cars out there on the street, on Front Street. Well, how do those cars get there? Well, if we are to believe the survivor, there were roadblocks on places like Bypass Road in Lahaina and people were told, well, you have to go back, can't go up, can't go north, can't go south. Now, since then, I've recently found out that there was some reporting here. Uh, there's a guy on a local station here, it was actually pretty good, Jeremy Lee. Um, he's with the ABC affiliate here at KITV. And he's been looking into some of these aspects, timeline, you know, road blockages and so forth. Now, what's recently come out is that there was a kind of side road called Old Stewart Road that apparently got open and it allowed people to kind of get through and find their way out for a number of people. (laughs) That's some of the latest stuff that I've seen thus far. But if we look at what survivors have said, And we look at the video of, more importantly, that's why I stress raw video. I stress raw video and looking at what people who themselves survived that we're able to vet and we're able to say these are survivors, these are actual people that survived, looking at what they say. And I'm not saying that the major media, whether locally or nationally, hasn't done that. They've done a certain amount of that. But I'm saying that's where I would put the stuff. Like, look at what the survivors are saying, the actual survivors, make sure they're survivors, and look at what the video say. We're at a position now where you can take a look at raw video because of YouTube. You can take a look at it. And I've seen some raw video. I saw one account where you could see how dark the skies were getting. The skies were getting dark. And the guy was saying this as he's filming it. And I had saw on a street, apparently this must have been a street near where this guy lived. There was a police car that drove by. And I wrote in this guy's comment section, I said, did I said, did did that anyone in that car say anything or warn anyone or, or do anything? And that guy said, no, no speakers on. So we know that there were roadblocks, there were barriers. At this point, can't be denied. Now they'll say, I'm sure that police chief and there are others who always say, no, no, we, we, we were trying to get people away from uh, Front Street, away from there. But people have said that there were roadblocks and we've seen pictures and we've seen video. So again, at this point, when you look at something like that, Lahaina and so forth, the raw video, as I call it, is very helpful because it gives you a sense of what was going on. We also know that there were electrical crews out there at some point. So that's another aspect. In re- because what's gone on in regards to this disaster is what I call the blame game between the county government, which is the county of Maui, and Hawaiian Electric Company, which is the state's utility. So that's been going on. So that's what's essentially going on in terms of what are the responsible parties who dropped the ball uh, and, and who did not do what they were supposed to do in regards to this conflagration, this horrible disaster.
0: Well, that's And Chris, Sarah, she's asked me if I, I can see the Rockman chat now. I'll be going over there. Uh, Amazing. It's first time I've seen it in a while. So we'll, we'll get to the Rockman chat as well as the, the questions in the uh, YouTube chat. So um, there's so many questions here that we're hearing. Now, now we're hearing about the. Which yeah. I, I again, I don't, I don't know what the. End is. I, I imagine that they would come up with some kind of ridiculous explanation. Like I mean, how uh, they can't possibly admit to purposely you know, blocking right. people in. What would, I mean, how would they explain right. that? But uh, they're, well, they denied it at
2: first, and then they had to admit because again, yeah, raw video and photos right. and witness accounts. Right, and that's what you said. I mean, I saw a police car. I saw a police car drive by in one of these videos on YouTube. Again, I didn't hear the guy. I didn't hear any speakers saying "get out, get out, get out." I didn't yeah. see. I didn't hear any warning. Well, what about? And we. What, and this
0: seems. You know, I, I want to talk because apparently, I think it's the guy you're talking about. I see you wrote a lot about this guy Sorber or whatever. Who's there? Is is that the guy? Oh. Who, is that the guy who, who uh, the police chief got in a headlock or something on video? Well, that's what he claims. See, what
2: happened was okay. this. Okay, that, That's a weird situation. What happened was this. Um, I was on X with Twitter. And I started seeing complaints about this guy's order mm-hmm. from people in Hawaii. They were complaining about this guy. This guy's running around. He's, sick. And so somebody had said, oh, this guy is a real estate agent or something. And I said, Wait. okay, so I decided to check it out. And it turns out this guy is a realtor. Well, uh, I am too, on... to be
0: honest. A lot of us have our license, but okay. <laughs>
1: right. That,
2: nothing against real estate people. I, know. Right. I know I know that that's gotten kind hey, of a most bad Most of them are horrible. I think regard to that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'll just say, but the guy was on realtor.com. I think he still is and on right. Zillow and so his background i think according to zillow is in commercial real estate now personally i didn't know the guy i didn't know anything about this guy didn't care about him but i kept hearing these complaints and then i found out that the guy had previously been in east palestine ohio yeah and i thought wait a minute something's going on here so some guy who's a realtor from kentucky Is gonna suddenly just pick up stakes and go to East Palestine, Ohio. So, because because of what I had looked, you know, what I had found in regards to this guy, I I thought there was something definitely suspicious about him. And I still think there is suspicious about him. Um, And so, basically, since no one in terms of local media were looking at him or anyone else, that was coming here. I mean, what you have are not just this guy Sorter, but you have other people who are YouTubers. Not just him; it's other people coming here and trying to investigate and find out the facts. And the thing about a place like Hawaii is, you know, a lot of people in Hawaii they don't they don't need outsiders coming to do something like something like that. They're not very happy about that. Uh, there were people also complaining about a guy. He's Uh, he's the host of a show called The Convo Couch, Craig Pasta Jardula, And there were people complaining about him on X or Twitter as well. So it's more than one person. But the reason I wrote the piece for Substack, which I hadn't wrote anything in quite a while, really just came from people complaining about the guy. I, I didn't care about it one way or the other. And I thought, well, nobody's covering this. And all right, I'll just write this, and and I think when I think about it, having been an having been a, a freelancer who's written for newspapers and has written for magazines, I really didn't know anything about these citizen journalist types, and so I think when I look at that piece, it sort of afforded me an opportunity because I had never dealt with them, I never met any of these types, I never knew any of them, nothing. And so it kind of afforded me an opportunity to kind of look into a sort of, I don't know if you would call it world, but a kind of different space or place or different kind of mind, mind frame or mindset, uh, which I certainly didn't come from, uh, having come from a traditional journalistic world myself.
0: <laughs> but but you, re- you realize that these citizen journalists, who that's what people would call me, uh, is that uh, you know, I'm a community college dropout. You know, so I uh, you know, there's there's so many people uh, out there that because uh, they're filling a void, because let's say a a story like this. Now, if I if I was a if I ran a newspaper or if I ran a television station, especially mainstream television, I would want reporters out there on the ground. I would want them. They shouldn't have some real estate agent from Kentucky. They should be an actual, you know, a professional journalist that should ask Mm -hmm. that police chief that question. Uh, you right. know why do we have video of the? I mean, so that's the problem is they're filling a void because the mainstream journalists don't do that. I don't. I don't know that they've done that. For instance, uh, the, the guy Sorber, or whatever, he uh, got into trouble because he was asking about uh, <clears throat> all the missing children. Apparently, there's an incredible number of missing children, and a lot of people there are upset about that.
2: And I don't. And what? What about the? the well, that's something that's come up. Uh, you know, again, with this guy. Here's the thing. I don't have any indication that this guy actually, got, that it was a headlock, because I haven't seen any photos of it. I haven't seen any video of it. Um, the video that I've seen that this guy put up was from his point of view. So I know he was dealt with by apparently MPD, Maui Police Department. But again, with this guy, I mean, on the one hand, I can see where you're going in terms of filling a void. I don't know, I, I'm retired from journalism, So I don't, I don't work as a journalist anymore. And in any, in the, in the mainstream world of journalism, in, in the news business, you know, there are priorities. That's the nature of the news business. I, again, yeah, they are, they are going with what works for them or what, what they choose to cover. And they have other, the, the, the TV news stations and the other outlets here, they're not going to spend they're they're trying I guess they're trying to spend time on the uh, on this disaster, even though the fires have already since been put out. They're gonna spend some time on this, but they have other news and they have other priorities that they have to that they have to cover as well. So again uh, with the local news, like personally, I I personally think the local news should have covered somebody like the sorter guy. I mean, they did somebody did a segment on him briefly and said that he was confronting the mayor. But they weren't really talking about people like him or really YouTubers and all these other individuals who have come to Hawaii to quote unquote investigate. Instead, they're talking about well, these conspiracy theories are coming from China and Russia. And I'm going, wait, what?
0: Well, but but the, you, you say that's what you're going to focus but, on. But that well, yeah, but that, you you know, see, that's, that's what they call them. But you can see I, there's I mean, my my audience will have plenty of questions. But you see, right up on the screen now is it. Who shut off the water? Who and why were all the missing children sent home to burn? Why were the utility deals uh, uh, around to block certain streets? There's, I mean, there's, and then there's a question of land. You know that the the mayor, I think it was the mayor, or the governor made some really insensitive comments about uh, making. I mean, a lot of people think this was a land grab that they they made. You know, right, trying, but
2: again, I, I, because of some of what what's come out there. I mean, in the case of the governor. I think the point that he made was, I think he was responding to, see what initially happened after the fire was that you had reports of real estate agents and or speculators and investors calling people to try to make deals, to try to purchase property or what remain of their homes or whatever. Um, And the governor's remarks from what I understand were in reaction to that. They were like, well, We're not gonna allow people to come here and buy up homes and we'll buy land if we have to, or we'll take it if we have to and put workforce housing. So I think the context of that has been missed. Uh, Although there are certainly plenty of questionable things. Again, what I stated before is this, I think a basic amount of information about responsibility, about what actually occurred in the, in the uh, halls of county government and at the EOC, which is the emergency center um, and operations center. Um, and what, are, what has occurred it, by the decision makers and the officials and politicians, a lot of that's just not known. A lot of that's just not known. And one of the things I noticed when I sometimes covered politics in Hawaii, I covered local elections sometimes, one of the and in what I learned about politics to a certain extent is what I call the, um, the Miranda rule of politics. You have the right to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be used against you in the court in the court of public opinion. And so what I see here when it comes to this disaster, is you have officials that are generally staying silent. That says to me that they either know something and are not willing to talk about it or they didn't do what they were supposed to do and thus have to keep silent. Otherwise, the game, you know, the game will be known. um, So I'm not really surprised by the silence. See, people are looking at this and going, well, how come they're not talking and how come some of these people are not doing as many interviews? This is typical. I don't know if it's typical for Hawaii, but it's, it's typical of what I've seen in politics. They will not talk. But I Everybody think, thinks I think, that politics think is talk, 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 talk. Some of them do, but you have to understand yeah, they're gonna protect be. themselves and they're gonna protect other things. They have it should be silent. accepted
0: as typical, and again, that's why you have YouTubers and people there because it's accepted as typical by the mainstream media. They're not going to press them. The, the guy that was well, the they're not of talking police... to
2: the media for the most part. They're not talking to the media either. They're not talking to the no. to oh the, yeah, no, they're uh, right, they the right.
0: Well, this is an they're not talking to them.
2: Them. I mean, I know the mayor did an interview. A mayor of Maui did an interview recently, but that the interview that I saw was basically just a bland interview. I'll be honest. He was talking about the conditions to which people will be allowed to go back in. And it looks like they're going to be letting people back uh, back into what they call the impact zone. Uh, well, one, of many, like many,
0: one of many strange questions that, that I have and that people have is that uh, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is what I've heard, that the chief of police is also the coroner. I've never heard of that before and also is the same guy who was involved in the las vegas shooting which has tons of questions surrounding mm-hmm. that as well how do you, you talked about the guy going from kentucky to there how does the guy how does someone get from las vegas to mm-hmm. hawaii and get into the center of this i mean I, I is that true that's that we've heard that from you know lots of people are saying that
2: right well apparently this this chief apparently was a watch commander i think in las vegas and What's what's interesting about his I think his name is Pelletier or Pelletier. What's interesting is that he, he's an outsider, like he's not from Hawaii. And normally, from what I understand, in terms of the MPD, Maui police, you generally have to be from Maui or you've got to be from the state. You have to be generally someone who's from that community, from that area. In fact, I believe what I've heard is that they want you to at least have a year's residency before you're, you know, rec- you know, expected to be, you know, before you can uh, be eligible for that. And They decided to bring in an outsider, which is what Pelletier is. And what I've heard, what I looked at, you know, what I had seen in terms of uh, just some basic research that I did, it's not a good environment there in terms of that department. Uh, there have been a number of com- uh, complaints filed ever since he became chief. Uh, one former, I think the guy retired, one former cop who was interviewed on local TV said there was a dictatorship.
0: And you can see there's Karen Carpenter. You know, as, as, so, as a, it's just, I'm just giving feed because people are asking questions. If you see that question there, why were there miles and miles of black fences constructed around the fire area? why did the mayor say the state planned to take the land after the fire? That, that's those the most disturbing comments that they're basically talked about land. And that's why well, people think the,
2: land I don't, I don't, I didn't hear the mayors. I don't, I don't recall hearing the mayor say the state planned to take the land after the fire. No, I don't, I don't recall the mayor. I know the governor, again, as I mentioned before, the governor did know that they could do that to an extent. I think he was speaking in relation to the real estate investors and speculators. So they were like, look, we don't want people, these real estate concerns, trying to take land from people. If we have to, we'll take, we'll get it and we'll take it. I haven't heard the mayor say anything about state planning to take land. I haven't heard that because I haven't heard a lot from this mayor. Uh, The mayor is Richard Bisson, he's a former judge. new to politics, from what I understand. So I haven't heard him say, but then again, I haven't heard the mayor say much. I think he was interviewed recently. There was just, I just saw an interview he did, and it's basically about the details. Um, Like I said, when it comes to this disaster, the guy who's more, the guy who's basically front and center with this is the governor, Josh Green. He's talking about it. But then again, He's the Nobody's governor, and he's that. not the head of county government in Maui. So, in many respects, he can afford to do that.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think any official should be making kind of comment about land. But uh, there's a reference uh, to Oprah, and uh, her, her mm. uh, and this is what happens in California. What else? When these so-called conspiracy theories, theories develop because of the video you talked about where we can see in California or in Hawaii, a place like that, where we see, and that's where you get theories about laser weapons and all that, because people see oh, it, does, so it. <laughs> that, well, it, it doesn't seem na- natural because you look at like there'll be uh, trees won't be burned next to a property or one house will be burned. In this case, Oprah's property was shockingly yeah. enough spared that kind of stuff where you look at what's burning and what's not burning. It doesn't, it's, it seems to be if it's sweeping through there well, with an unstoppable force, well, everything should be burned. Are, uh,
2: well, the thing is this, there were a number of celebrities that have homes on Maui, and I don't think their homes were burnt or touched. So it depends on where the home was. In the case of Oprah's home, I believe her home was nowhere near, certainly not near Front Street, or I would I would say that, you know, the major arteries of Lahaina was elsewhere. So I'm not surprised that her home was untouched, because not every part of Lahaina burned. That's what you got to understand. Most of it did, but not every part of it.
0: Right. And why, why was the siren not sounded Karen Carpenter says? We've heard a lot about well, that, that, the siren that was supposed to
2: sound that it didn't. Right. I mean, that's a question that should be addressed to the former head of emergency management on Maui, Herman Ndaya. And I have no idea where he is. I don't know. I don't know if anyone does, but I don't know that. But he's the one. Now, this guy. This guy, this guy was at a conference on Oahu, here on Oahu. He was in Waikiki. So when these fires were raging on uh, August 8th, Tuesday, August 8th, I believe, um, this guy was at a conference, I think Pacific Partnership meeting or something along that line. It was a FEMA conference because there were a number of FEMA officials there. So he wasn't, from what I understand, even on Maui, he was here on Oahu. And again, that gets into the question. According to Andaya, and I'm sure everyone has seen, if you haven't already, I'm sure everyone has seen the video where he states, I have no regrets about not ordering the alarms to be sound. You know, again, you know, that's one of the things personally that irritates me about this whole thing. I did an interview and I started getting angry about it. And I don't wanna do that here, but his rationale is nonsense. Because if we look at the video and we look at what the survivors say and, and what videos out there are people, a number of them left their cars on Front Street in Lahaina. They got out, they got on the seawall, they headed to the sea. They weren't going to the fire that was raging and thus able to impact their cars. They were going to the sea. So if this guy's rationale, meaning Herman and Diet, if his rationale is, well, we didn't want to sound the alarm because we didn't want people to move mountainside and thus into the fire, reality and the exact actions of what people did on August 8th completely contradict and invalidate that rationalization, which is what it is. It's a rationalization. It doesn't make any sense. Anyone who's seen any video of this fire can tell you people were not heading toward the fire. They were getting away from it. That's what you do when it comes to a fire. But the question, again, it comes down to, there's a lack of information about who's responsible. I mean, the mayor at one point stated, um, I don't know who is in charge. And I think it's referring to the emergency management agency. Again, because the head of emergency management was at a, was at a conference on the island of Hawaii that very day, very night. So no one's talking in regards to, you know, what other decisions were made. We know that decision was made. Don't sound the alarms. We know that decision was made but we don't have any other information that I'm aware of about what, what other decisions were made, who made the decisions. Here's another thing that's fascinating that, that, that I personally found even as an ex-journalist, I I found this kind of hard to believe the mayor of Maui and the head of, of the state emergency management has stated, they didn't know that people were dead from this fire Mm. until the following morning, August 9th. Now, I'll just say that when I found out about this fire, it was Wednesday, August 9th. It was August 9th. That's when I found out about it. I didn't know about it on the 8th. I found out about it on the 9th. And so I'm going, wait a minute. If the head of emergency management, state emergency management, Major General Kenneth Hara, if he didn't find out that people died until the next morning and uh, the mayor of Maui didn't find out that people uh, Richard Bisson didn't find out that people died the next morning, then what did these people know? How was communication between state emergency management agency and, and MIMA, the Maui emergency management agency, how was communication between the County and other facets?
0: Well, without there being a, um, a sinister conspiratorial type explanation somehow to so like, how do you explain all because we're, we're talking about there's lots of, of stuff here i mean you're talking about not selling the siren apparently road uh, police inexplicable roadblocks uh close-lipped you know not much information coming from governors or mayors uh, strange comments about land um there you know there's uh, the people analyzing uh, what is going on with these fires why are they burned this particular way or whatever uh, what If you're a mainstream journalist, you have an organization, how do you, because I, I don't know what can be done when you're, uh, you're going to have people like us who ask, the, and there are people like me that are way more extreme, they're asking more questions, but uh, mm-hmm. that are going to look at this and say, okay, what's going on? And they're going to instantly see that in all these uh, incidents, uh, officials clam up. They don't provide information. When they do, it's self-serving or they come up with some, you know, mm-hmm. ridiculous explanation that makes no sense. They never accept any responsibility because I understand it looks bad, but mm-hmm. it, it looks to, at the very least. Would you say that this is monumental incompetence at all levels, And apparently an unknown oh, amount yeah. of people died because of that incompetence.
2: Right. Well, I stated in a previous interview when the first time I've talked about it, that this was a catastrophic failure of county government on the island of Maui. I don't think anyone who looks at this objectively or even subjectively can come to any other conclusion but to state that. It doesn't, that's why I brought out that point about the mayor and the head of emergency management, state emergency management. How is it that you guys found out that people died the next day? What was going on that night? What knowledge did you have? I mean, it, to me, it doesn't make sense. I could understand if maybe they found out the number of people who died. Okay. There was a basic number that, that they found out. Okay, that's plausible. But the mayor who runs the mayor of the county and the head of emergency management don't know that people died in this fire? That doesn't seem plausible to me. I'm sorry, but I, I can't I can't buy that. Can't buy that. No, no, I can't.
0: Yeah. So what, What? so what, and now let's talk a little bit about, or um, because it's the same guy Sorber was involved in going to East Palestine, Ohio. What happened there? Because again, that's another example of uh, a lot of questions. And as far as I know, Donald Trump is the only official that wound up visiting there. Biden never did. No, they, no, no climate change activists ever visited there. What's going on in East Palestine? We, we heard so many, dire things about this, you know, the environment here is destroyed forever, you know, mean, people aren't going to be able to eat fish or drink the water or whatever.
2: And then the story just
0: kind of dropped.
2: What do we know? About well, that's that? not unusual. That, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, I can't speak to East Palestine itself. I haven't been there. Um, and, but one of the things I will say is I've been made aware of the dangers of having volatile not noxious chemicals transported by a train and this has been an issue I think that hasn't really gotten much attention because when that occurred with Ohio I wasn't surprised because I had heard about train derailments where there were explosions you know cars had gone off and you no know, chemicals or s- some kind of substances within and they had blown up or, or caused explosions. I'm not really surprised when it comes to East Palestine. Because I think this is a problem that seems to be neglected. This transportation of highly volatile chemicals and other substances via rail. And, you know, why that isn't looked into and why that isn't dealt with, I don't know. That I can't say. Uh, it seems to me that that's an issue, these train derailments. <clears throat> Again, well, ask questions, you know, stuff that should be answered that isn't being answered.
0: Yeah, there, there, certainly is, and that's uh, that, again, that's why uh, the alternative media, whatever it is, and then the alternative media is, uh, has a lot of issues with it. It's all over the place, but uh, it's, it's there because our our mainstream media is just horrible. They just don't. They just at anything significant, all they do is just report sound bites from authorities. Whatever the authorities are, they don't ever question the authorities. It's like the officials say, authorities say.
2: Well, it really, it really depends. It really depends on the media outlets. It also really depends on. I mean, when you're talking about Hawaii, I mean, if you look at what has gone on, the people that have questioned, like if you look at the the early press conferences, I think there were about four press conferences, press briefings in regards to Maui. There was a reporter from CBS News. I think his name is Jonathan Gigliotti. It's like, if I, mm-hmm. I hope I have that correct. And he was asking questions. That question about, that was asked that, you know, that the person who asked the question about the alarms at the press conference was the CBS News reporter. And Herman Andaya, who was the former head of emergency management, replied, no, I have no regrets about the alarms. And he pushed. So what I've seen in regards to media here, in regards to Maui is, And this has been kind of an issue that's been written a little about in Hawaii, um, which is the more aggressive style of mainland reporters, reporters from elsewhere, from national media outlets or other outlets on the mainland who have asked, who have been more aggressive in trying to find out facts and information, as opposed to local press. Now, I don't want to say the local press hasn't been trying to report and hasn't been trying to do its job. I can't say that. I think they have. I've been... I, again, I would cite Jeremy Lee on KITV. I think he's been doing a pretty good job trying to look at the timeline, trying to look at the the, the blocking of the roads. I think he's been doing a pretty good, good job of that. So I have to commend his reporting. Um, so he's trying. I, it's very clear he's trying. But again, you know, I think the local press have pretty much uh, been stonewalled by the county government here. They pretty much have been stonewalled they don't do a lot of interviews the mayor doesn't do a lot of interviews and it's very clear they don't want to talk not really they'll talk about other things yeah. but they don't want to talk
0: yeah well, again i know true.
2: i know the reason why uh, i know the reason yeah, why that's, sad that's,
0: that's the crux of the biscuit is you know why why yeah. uh why there is uh, why are there all these issues and why these why this speculation is always there because they they never yeah. want to talk because most of the time they know there's no defense for whatever. They're either trying yeah. to defend their own corruption, or you know, so, something like that. They're they're not gonna. Oh yeah, it's true. You I know, did do that.
2: The reality, the reality when it comes to Hawaii, and I hate to say this, but I wasn't surprised by Herman and Daya's answer. I didn't like it, but I wasn't surprised. And Dyer himself is somebody who was the head of emergency management. He had no emergency management background. He had a bachelor's degree and I think a master's degree in political science. He had a law degree. He had political jobs. He was a deputy deputy director of housing on Maui. He was the chief of staff of the previous mayor. And that's where he went from to become the head of emergency management. And I think he had worked at Maui College as an assistant there, too. So, I mean, this was a guy who was with the agency for what? I guess six years or so where this happened, how well he did on his job, I don't know. But if I base it on what I what I saw in regards to the fire, apparently he didn't do too good a job because. As far as I'm concerned, I'm not an expert on emergency management, but when your website, when the YouTube video states that the all hazard siren includes wildfires, something's wrong. Yeah. You can't yeah. justify not sounding a, an alarm where wildfires, which this was, it was a fire. You want to call it a wild or brush, whatever you want to call it. You can't justify not sounding the alarm when that's included in the kinds of disasters, in the yeah. kinds of hazardous events that can come up, you can sound the alarm for. There's no justification for that.
0: And, and there is some someone should have to answer these questions, but I suspect that the past is any indication they never will be answered. And uh, we'll just go on to the that's next issue. It'll be forgotten. Now, and that's what I know.
2: I, at this point, if they can't answer all the questions, I'm sorry. Some of these questions have to be answered. Now I know because I know what's going to happen. This is going to be, as I mentioned, a blame game between Hico and the County. The County's already sued Hico. And they sued Heco faster than I thought. I knew this was coming. They sued Heco faster than I thought. That's and <laughs> my watch is going off. <laughs> well, I
0: want—I I, uh, I, I, I want, I want in, the, in the time we have left, I want—I want to give you a chance <laughs> if you want to talk about because I'm—I I'm, think you first came to my attention when uh, you were talking about. Uh, uh, entertainment world uh, writing when you mm-hmm. talked about uh, Bobby Fuller or maybe Sam Cooke or whatever. But talk a little bit about how, so I assume you investigated Bobby Fuller's uh, mysterious death or Sam Cooke's mysterious shooting. What? Wh- yeah, how did you, get you know
2: that? Uh, well, that's a whole episode. <laughs> okay. uh, so if you want me back to that, I can certainly do that. I'll just briefly say I was aware of Bobby because I started getting booked on shows because I do X amount of interviews a year. On podcasts and talk shows, so forth. And I started getting booked on shows about true crime, dealing with true crime, which is Mm. funny because I never covered crime as a reporter, never did it. But I ended up getting booked to talk about some true crime. And Mm. I used to be a fan of the show Unsolved Mysteries. Sure. I'm sure you remember that show.
0: Sure, I love
2: it. And Bobby Fuller was one of the um, cases that was covered on Unsolved Mysteries, and it always kind of resonated in my mind. Yeah. It's one of the strangest celebrity deaths I've ever seen. I don't think I've seen a celebrity death as strange as Bobby Fuller. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Um the conditions are odd. And then it Bobby Fuller, Fuller,
0: for those of you who don't know, Bobby Fuller led the Bobby Fully four young guy, Buddy Holly influenced. He had a huge hit in 1966, I think. I fought the law and the law one. You might have heard that. And, uh, you know, then he was found dead in his car in a strange circumstances. I just want to make sure people know who we're talking about.
2: Yeah. So, uh, again, I'll be glad to come on to talk about it in depth. But um, it was a strange, it's a strange case. The fact that he was, he was found in his mother's Omega oh because his mother was visiting him. And his, he was found dead in, in the front seat of his mother's blue old mobile, uh covered in gasoline. It, 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 it it's the oddest. It has to be the oddest celebrity death I've ever seen. And I don't know any other way to say it. I always think it's a cover up.
0: And did they conclude suicide or something?
2: I think it was accidental. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think they had to for insurance purposes. So.
0: Yeah. Very strange
2: stuff, but uh, yeah, it's very odd. Um, but in, in regards to, but getting back to Maui here, um, again, the strange thing, I mean, I, I don't know how other disasters, cause you have the, I don't even like to say this term, the campfire, fire in California with paradise. I think they call it the campfire. I think it's a terrible name for it. But uh, the one that uh, the fire that destroyed the town of paradise, um, you know what i would be curious is in seeing what is the degree of response from the county level in other disasters like this because you know i know pg and e was held liable in court that specific gas and electric in the i think in that case i think they were also held i think they were also held liable in terms of manslaughter if i'm not mistaken Um, I'm interested in seeing something comparable to what happened in Lahaina and what the response of authorities was. Because in the case of Lahaina, even by the local standards of politics in, you know, I I tend to call, call it in Hawaii, an old crony network, not an old boy network, an old crony network, even by the standards of, I think, disasters, this stands out. And that's why I think there's been a lot of conspiratorial thinking, there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of, and a lot of skepticism. Um, the skepticism is fine, but a lot of the loony, goofy, go- uh, kooky stuff just really isn't. But the problem is that the authorities here in Hawaii, specifically on Maui, they simply just don't wanna talk. Yes, They've given an interview or two, but they're not talking. Now, the latest interview I saw, the mayor, he was saying that he was, you know, working and dealing with towns and other municipalities that have dealt with this sort of thing, fires have burnt down the town or both portions of it. You know, that's all well and good, and that's fine. But again, they don't seem to understand that there are unanswered questions, and this isn't going to go away. I'm sorry you know, Hawaii, you know, residents in Hawaii are considered rather passive by some people elsewhere, right? And people here are very patient. You know, they're very, to some extent, they're patient. They're pleasant people. They are uh, polite people. But there's going to come a time when people on Maui are not going to be polite and they're not going to be pleasant, and they're not going to put up with the lack of answers that uh, that has been the de facto default positions of these officials.
0: Well, I, I, like, if you, you can only be reasons.
2: silent for so long. I, I mean, I'm sorry, you can only be silent for so long. And at this point, you know, I know their investigations are ongoing. Uh, the, the attorney general has uh, turned it over to a third party but I'm sorry, these basic aspects and questions need to be answered. If there was incompetence and negligence, that needs to be put out there. I'm sorry, yeah, well, it needs to be put out there. People need to know that. Okay, and if that happens, people should pay. People should pay if it means, you know, I don't mean just the civil aspect, but the criminal aspect. If it means finding them liable in a criminal way, then that needs to occur. Yeah, if
0: there if there are hundreds or even thousands of children missing, I mean, that should catch the attention of somebody. And uh, you know, the the idea—I mean—I don't even understand that what what theory you can even uh, fit that into. But it's that's absolutely uh, astounding, and you're hearing it from lots and lots of people. I think you're hearing it from well, families I mean, people are, just- are
2: seeing a lot of things. Again, I I tend to look at the bare bones facts. I tend to stick with that, and. Again, the bare bones facts indicate to me there just simply aren't enough other facts, basic facts that are coming out. There isn't enough information. I think the insulting thing about what's gone on there is the feeling that I'm just going to come out and say it. I think whether they realize it or not, politicians and officials are insulting people on Maui by not giving them the basic information even if it's an official account that is full of holes, even if it's an official account that is a whitewash, there has to be something that comes out so that people have some kind of footing as to what could have happened, what might have happened in regards to this fire. And we don't even have that. And they don't even really have that. And that's what people on Maui need. They need a lot of things. I mean, you've got, um, what is it, the, the latest... the the latest count in regards to people there on Maui. um, I mean, you've got nearly 8,000 people living in around 40 hotels. There was a press briefing recently. So you got nearly 8,000 people living in about 40 hotels on Maui. You got over 15,000 people registered with FEMA. They're finally beginning to let people into what they call the impact zone, right? So they can look at what remains of their homes. And these people gotta wear PPE. They're supposedly gonna give a PPE. And they're gonna reopen West Maui. That West, of course, Lahaina isn't just West Maui. You have other areas like Kapalua and Kanapali and West Maui. They're going to quote unquote reopen West Maui on October 8th. So I mean, that's complicated. Keep- because there there's is a petition that's been out. out where people are unhappy with that, right? Because, look, yeah. whole, tourism is important to Hawaii, right? I mean, 70% of the economy in Maui is comes from tourism. You know, Lahaina alone brought in, I think in 2022, over $700 million in regards to the, to the island and, of course, the state. And Maui's economy has been decimated by this, right? Just to give you kind of a a shorthand figure about this, you had less than 200 people making claims for unemployment before the fire, early August or so. After that, before the end of August, the claims went up to about 8,000 or more people. The visitor accounts have gone down. So well, we get
0: seven hundred dollars uh, per household, as Kean points out. So uh, they'll they'll be set. Be we're, 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 we're we're almost well, out of time. I want to I want to give you right. time to, to promote whatever you want or whatever whatever you yeah. want. However you want to close with.
2: All right. So if you want to catch me, uh, you can catch me. Uh, I'm on Twitter at critic inc. Um, you can take a look at my Substack. Uh, like I said, I have a story. I haven't done too much on Substack. My substack is, that is the week that is, or I think it's that is the week that was. And you can find that at albertlanier.substack.com. That's albertlanier.substack.com. And uh, I guess you can also catch me on Facebook. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Facebook, and my substack. Oh, one more thing. Um, I'm also on YouTube. So my YouTube channel is... Writer Albert Lanier. That's Writer Albert Lanier. I think the technical, you know, at is Writer Albert Lanier 3434. So I have to promote my YouTube because.
0: Absolutely. Whatever you want. Well, I appreciate you being here, Albert Lanier. Thanks for coming. All right, on the show. thank you. Take thank care. you.
2: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you.
0: Bye. Okay, folks. Chris, uh, Graves, you should have the link if you want to come on. Um, you don't, I understand. Sorry about that. My flashlight came on. Um, I know that wasn't what some of you were expecting. It wasn't what I was expecting either. I had a, uh, as usual, you know, I have difficulty with these guests. I had a show planned for this Friday and, uh, it wasn't the fault of the guest. Some family emergency came up, so I had to kind of scrap at the last minute. Uh, I wasn't sure that, uh I don't know. I thought, I thought this guy was more in the conspiracy world, but um, you know, what it is, what it is, you know? And uh, so anyway, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed it anyhow. And I can see the Rockfin chat. So that's pretty cool. I have not seen the Rockfin chat in a long time. I see names like um, Christy Ripperger, who I have not seen for a while. Chris Graves over there, Tom Cooper. It's uh, like most of the rest of you. I don't see. Uh, yeah, I don't see a lot of the recognizable names. That I haven't seen for a while. Um, maybe they stopped listening to my show. I don't know. There was people that were there, that should be there. Um, Chris is saying the cover story for the destruction of hang was that an out-of-control wildfire caused at Harvard. Major General Kenneth Hara, the commanding general of the Hawaiian National Guard, uh, I guess that's to be continued. There, there are lots of questions about it, and obviously, uh, but if you listen to what Albert was saying, I mean that's. That's kind of the way the media looks at these things. The officials aren't, they're, they're not answering our questions. And that's the problem. And the, they, they never answer the questions. They, this is what they do in every case. They're always close-lipped. They don't, be, and it's because the questions, usually the most logical questions are embarrassing questions because they point out either their personal corruption, something they, uh, you know, didn't do that they should have done, uh, you know, and that and that, so it's it's pretty obvious. That um, and I want to, lots of people. Thank you, Geese Busters, that do a great job. And I want to thank uh, Deborah Wheeler for ordering my book and Karen Carpenter. I think said she uh, is uh, is trying to get it in her library. And don't give up. It's uh, the libraries are at least you know it's hard. I normally with my books I can uh, I can search the WorldCat catalog and I can see where it's going to. I can't really do that with this one because the WorldCat catalog has been, you know, it's been part of the shadow ban and they haven't, for a while it wasn't, it is appearing there now. But uh, from what I know, it's in at least three library systems. And I know uh, my people, a lot of my supporters at Substack worked very hard to get it into Washington County, Oregon. That was the first one that I know of. And uh, Baltimore County library ordered four copies. I think they've been very good to my books for some reason and uh, Pima County, Arizona just I just found out ordered it as well so and I think uh, Chris was telling me some library in Florida has it and I'm not sure who there's Randy Benson good to see you man thanks for coming on Randy Benson I gotta have you on sometime Randy Randy wrote about a book about the or made a film about uh, the uh, critics of the JFK assassination Chris Graves there's my how are you doing Chris
1: well, I'm doing all right. Just uh, yelling at the screen uh, a little while ago. I, I'm sure. I, I, can, I can imagine everybody out there doing that. Uh, uh, like yeah, I, I, just I don't like to, dis- me personally, the dismissive uh, conspiracy peddlers. Yeah. I'm, at, I'm like, come on, man. We're yeah. just asking questions, man. Yeah. Like yeah. Not, like the directed energy thing, Like, I can't yeah. prove that. But there is a facility, and that's what I was trying to bring up with that, what you had just read a little while ago. There yeah. is a directed energy Air Force facility like forty miles away, so it's yeah. not out of the realm of possibility. Right. Yet. Well, that's why I didn't
0: even. I, I certainly oh, wasn't going to go into the the blue the blue stuff and all that, which is. Oh, I yeah, need to no, get Shelby that was on the show. I need to get her on. That's what it's, But I, yeah. I really had to kind of scrap for at the last minute because uh, again we I had another show. We were going to do JFK assassination stuff about Landis and all that, and uh, it oh. uh, you know it wasn't the fault of the guest this time, but. Um, no, he,
1: I was willing to listen to him, but just uh, a yeah. dismissive thing off the bat, kind of rubbing. No, yeah, well, it. it's just what I what I don't understand is like someone like that, you know. And I don't understand in general why why some people
0: look me up and ask to be my friend or ask to follow me or whatever, because I <laughs> I don't know them, so right. I assume they must they must agree with me on stuff. I but I so I don't know where he right. doesn't it didn't seem like he agreed with me too. So uh, I don't know. Maybe he might. It might have been from unbarred fame. Maybe he read that and he liked the entertainment stuff. I don't know. I was thinking
1: with the murder, the celebrity murder connection. Yeah. Yeah. So that could have been it. But
0: uh, uh, but well, I, I, was I, re- w-
1: I was wondering what his take on Sam Cook was. <laughs>
0: well, he yeah he, he said he yeah I know I wanted to hear that because I mean well I mean Sam Cook was pretty well not open and shut but I mean it was I think it was just a case of. Sam Cooke was with a white woman in a hotel and the, yeah. the white manager shot him. I I I think. I mean that's you know, maybe well, maybe one it wasn't my,
1: that's he's one of my favorite artists. So yeah, that one uh definitely the Bobby Fuller one. Uh yeah, definitely uh suicide, right? <laughs> By gasoline. <laughs> yeah, well
0: that's yeah, you certainly if we only had Dave McGallan to have because he obviously Man, wrote no. the, wrote the best uh account of that, but uh yeah. So it's, um, it's nice to be able to see the Rockfin chat room. And I, I don't know, Chris, you, you're you in with these people, but I don't, I guess the people that, and you know, I'm not going to mention their names, but there are a lot of people I used to see all the time there and they're, they're not in the Rockfin chat and they never show
1: up in YouTube. So I don't know if they have, they abandoned me. I don't know. No, There's I don't, Riley. I see Riley. Okay. I see Mr. Tom Cooper's in there. I see, uh, Riley. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know anyone else. Uh, well, Rhonda Tate, she's usually in here, but she's got a lot yeah. going on. She's got a okay. lot going on her plate right now, too. So. Okay, I
0: haven't I haven't seen her for a while. No, I don't think seen. it's you,
1: gone <laughs> Oh well,
0: I hope not. But uh so uh, like a lot
1: of people are dealing with a lot of crap these days. That's
2: yeah,
0: all. and uh, you know, so we're trying to, you know, I, I try to and i am too picky about guests i know i am i you know i use that analogy all the time with some people don't like that I, you know I, I i try to ask the prettiest girls to dance i mean maybe you don't like that but that's the analogy i'm thinking you know i you got to shoot
1: interested. high. you got to be interested in your guests too
0: yeah yeah and i have to i have to have an interest i can't yeah i can't fake it you know i mean i'm not good at that and so uh i don't have a poker face people reminded me that many times and i know i don't
1: um i was thinking about uh just between you and me and the audience here, I was <laughs> I was thinking about uh, having Judith Barry Baker on. Well,
0: yeah, that that would be certainly be interesting. She'd be an interesting guest, but I I don't know, you know, I because I, I couldn't help but have to critically question her on some things because I, I do oh, believe man. that I'm kind of an agnostic because I do believe she. For those you of you don't know. know Judith Barry Baker, uh, uh, Barry Baker, claims to have been Lee Harvey Oswald's lover. Yeah. and she wrote a book me and lee which uh sold a lot of copies and she's got a pretty big following oliver stone now supposedly believes her but uh i think it's the case of a lot of people involved in the jfk assassination where there's a there's a kernel of truth i think i think you know is she we know she worked at the riley coffee company where oswald worked and the riley coffee company is very interesting you know including <laughs> the guy mr riley who had connections and uh, we'll have that in uh, pipe the bimbo and red a book coming out next month but uh and you you know all the people that when Jim Garrison investigated Riley he found that almost nobody was left there that worked when Oswald did It had only been a few years and uh but he found they'd all gone to the same place NASA
1: NASA so, yeah uh,
0: what is the connection between coffee and NASA i i, I it's like a natural uh
1: and, transition and on uh, there's a connection I, I found a long time ago i can't remember off off the bat right now but remember the texas uh uh tower shooter uh, whitman yes yes charles whitman i think it's charles, Whitten, charles yeah. whitman yeah and, and uh famous or infamously um mr john Connolly. he put together a commission to look into uh his brain to see yes a, he
0: had a brain tumor a parasite yeah. or yeah. a tumor yeah. To yeah. See or something why yeah yeah
1: became a, the first mass shooter in history but here's the connection um i believe i found a connection with nasa charles whitman and Lee Harvey Oswald and the Marines, and that was a while ago. <laughs> and yeah. now people are like, "Why are you bringing it up if you can't remember?" Exactly. Well,
0: Chris Bucan is uh, he? He's he's on this new kick, I guess, uh, where he's he's constantly saying that I'm mentioning my friendship which I, Do I do I drop John Barber's name that much? I don't, I don't think no. I do. But doesn't uh, he usually bring up the Jewish folks? Yeah, he's taking a break from that. But then he's not. Uh, come on, Chris, look, man, I value having you here. I, I, and I, yeah, I don't, I believe in free speech. And again, I don't know why I do attract a lot of people that really are you know, obsessed with Jews and and like Hitler and all that. I, I, I don't know why, I guess I'm open minded. I do, I do talk about all the atrocities of world war II that the allies committed. So, uh, but that, you know, why would I trust that too? I mean, why would I trust that Hitler was a good guy? I mean, it's just, you know, you just, I don't, you have to have some kind of, uh, but what's his belief with John Barber? I don't. Know. I think he's I think he thinks it's funny. Maybe it is. I, oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I, but I didn't. I didn't know that I, I, I brag. I mean, look. I, I, I'm amazed. You probably you
1: know, like twice. I think.
0: I, I, I look when I when John Barber's show Real People was on. It was a, and nobody else but me seems to remember it. But it was the number one rated show on mm-hmm. television from 1979 to 1981. I was very young. It was one of few, few, very few TV shows that I watched. I thought it was pretty cool, although I never knew that he was into the JFK assassination or anything. Uh, My wife was a big fan. She and her sister went to California before I started dating her, and we had a videotape of them sitting in the audience of real people. So she's fascinated by the fact that, that, I mean, this guy now is really one of my best friends. And uh it's he it's was, hard.
1: He was a Cisco on Ebert before there was a Sisco. Yeah, Ebert. yeah.
0: So yeah. it's uh, so I I am a bit amazed by that. I mean, I don't I do I drop uh Susan Olsen's name enough as Cindy Brady. I'm kind of amazed by that too. I'm not I'm not as close a friend with her, but John Barber <laughs> is a close friend, so uh so you know I don't I don't apologize for that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I am kind of a shameless
1: name dropper, right? Yeah, and, but I don't think you've really been
0: been name-dropping that much. I, I don't think so. My wife says I do. <laughs> okay, he just, he just says, uh, well, that doesn't help, busting comes. her stuff. Yeah, well, you know, she's, she's laughing.
1: Oh, she's he's busting your balls. No, she no. jokes about it,
0: and there's others, believe me, there's others in my world that I can tell you. And, and Stephanie Green, good to see you here. Oh, yeah, fantastic. Good to see you back. I, I we miss having you here. That's an, a name from the past.
1: Yeah, she uh, told her story about being an EMT driver, right? Yes, uh, yeah, she was on the show. Yeah.
0: John Vascon says, "Real people was a big show back. It's it absolutely was first reality and, show, I think. Yeah, he watched it every. Yeah, he was. So I mean, and again, I at the time I hated TV. It was one of the few people, I, and I never imagined that the, the. I mean, I didn't think much of John Barber. I, 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 in fact, I kind of, if I looked at, I was looking at Sarah Purcell. I thought she was really cute, but John <laughs> Barber says she's one of the only three. Uh, I won't use the word c words that he's met in his life in all the years of show business. <laughs> so uh, he." Uh, Apparently she wasn't all that nice but I thought she was really cute so I would watch Bailey for her and in, uh, in terms of you know looking at the host or whatever but uh... right. well, he was Sinatra's uh uh writer
1: right yeah yes he was No and... writer or whatever not that he, he was Nicole. he was his he was nope. his
0: personal writer for like 6 years and Yeah and they 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 only uh they had a falling out over uh his support of uh, Thomas Noguchi. Thomas Noguchi was a beleaguered coroner. LA County, who had uh, was really under fire for his uh, you know, reporting on the RFK assassination
1: where he well, proved the, there was a conspiracy a couple, couple of months ago,
0: yeah, he's I still was, kicking, yeah. He's, I, I, we, I tried, he, he's already,
1: or something, yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: think he's, I would love to get it, to get him he on did the job.
1: He, autopsy, too,
0: yeah, yeah, so he Marilyn did so. Yeah. Yeah, and now we know Belushi was into that stuff too. So, yeah. uh, you know, right. Dick called Dick Gregory the night before he died. I mean, that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, Six was able to find that article that uh, that I found a long time ago in the Wayback Machine. Yeah. Well, so
0: shout out to Prisoner Six too. I was on uh, yeah, his hundredth yeah. episode earlier. You guys, you were there, and our friend Lisa Belanger, who yep. I also don't see in the chat. Uh, but uh, <laughs> nice to. But uh, yeah. It's good to see you guys, and uh, good work. Obviously, he does great work, as, as Chris does, and Chris is a regular contributor there. So um, so now now you're down to – how many shows are you down to now? You've really cut yourself down now. You, I you're think happy.
1: I'm down to uh, 13. <laughs> well, I got Digging Chris Graves, which uh, it's a goofy title, but that's just me talking to people that Oh, I Lisa can't.
0: Belanger is here. She says here. Go. Good thing I didn't <laughs> badmouth you.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no uh yeah no I, which i wouldn't have done of course i get around but uh what i was working on before you uh invited me on here is some research for mr don jeffries i'm coming up with all kinds of stuff and
0: trying yes to in- he has and when i asked chris put, for
1: something boy he uh he trying he to put worry. it in the email form to make it easier yeah
0: him. just kind of slunk because there's so much there i know some of this be so tedious
1: though to, to cut are cutting well it's i'm, that's I'm what uh, i was just doing so
0: i'm researching uh what well, I would call Hidden History 4. God knows what the title actually be because we know Skyworks won't like Hidden History 4. Memory it, old too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, it yeah, memory memory old too, but it, but it may, uh, as I'm like, there's so much stuff on Trump, and of course, this is going to have Trump and Biden, and it's going to have all the From Chris's standpoint, he's provided me a lot of good information on all the the incidents. You know, going back to Columbine, i got to put together the Columbine section. I have a lot of
1: stuff from that. Yeah, maybe you get uh, Jen, uh, Jen Small, my buddy there. She actually saw a third shooter. Yes, yes.
0: I would try to get more input from her because she's a survivor. That's incredible. But we're going to look at them. I don't shy away from all this stuff. There's, There's a lot of stuff there with Sandy Hook. 10, a lot 10, of 10, stuff 10, with boston bombing
1: uh vegas even there's a lot more i feel yes like. and
0: I, I need to look more vegas especially try to look at this connection between the guy that uh, ended up in hawaii and so there's all these things the uvaldi shooting has tons of stuff so uh, you know that section's going to be huge
1: oh uvaldi yeah
0: yeah i mean there's just so much there i mean that that, one, yeah, that bombing.
1: there's all kinds of stuff. well that's more memory hole i think of boston Bob- nah, i'm not going to give it away but yeah there's a yeah. lot of stuff there. Uh, you know what? Maybe uh, you should uh, <laughs> just see what Tony says and just call it right on cue. Yeah. Well, that's,
0: that's, that's, uh, if I did a book about Trump, that's a perfect title. And that's a great yeah. ton, title Tony came up with. Um, I just don't know if I have, because I started out writing the Trump stuff. I was, I said, oh, it's kind of cool, you know, but it gets, I don't know, then tedious. It, it, it gets tedious trying, because, you know, it's not easy. Like it's on the thing I was asking you about the trade issue. Yes. It's hard to figure out what actually happened in a lot of stuff with Trump because there's so, <laughs> just his tweets and the stories that he, he goes back, he yeah. flip-flops so much saying, I'm not going to do this, or I'm going to do this, that, okay, what actually, you have to figure out, okay, what actually ended up happening here? So yeah. uh, I'm still not sure. On well, that thing.
1: I think with these new links, these new batch of links, is, it's different sources. so
0: Yeah no. It looks like CNBC finally, eventually said, yeah, he that he did. Shockingly enough, yeah. Some of
1: them, yeah, reluctantly gave him uh, some credit on a bunch of things. So
0: yeah, give, give, give him a uh, you know, gave him uh, you know tariff exemptions on yeah. uh, Apple products, which again,
1: yeah, good meeting with the guy from Apple and everything. I didn't know about that. Yeah,
0: and again, Tim Cook is uh, should be Trump's ideological enemy. Yeah, He stands for everything Trump said he didn't stand for. I mean, he's, you know, Trump was the protectionist. Trump wanted to save industry. This guy is, you know, a corporate scum that's big. And not to mention, he's a woke idiot. You know, he's, you know, he's (laughs) as woke as it can be. So why is Trump, you know,
1: cuddling up to him? But Trump did. I know. And Biden kept a lot of his tariffs too. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, so it's, you know, is is it? They're all the same. Yeah,
0: they really are. So trying to, but just, uh, just looking, going through all the celebrity deaths, I mean, just the, the death threats, the threats to Trump. I mean, you just forget what, you forget what this guy did because by his personality, it really did, it was very, it was not all that removed from President Camacho and idiocracy. He really <laughs> lowered the level of discourse yeah. down to a food fight. You know, getting yeah. in battles with these idiotic celebrities and the celebrities, you know, be, threatening him and just, I mean, they, they were, I mean, they, Call, I mean, it's calling him—you know—the worst names possible publicly, constantly referring to the president of the United States. Like, I mean, he would never—I'm not saying I, you know, would would, but I mean, at least people used to have some kind of respect for the office. But it was—he uh, obviously yeah. didn't garner respect. But you, you just look at this stuff, and then. Uh,
1: well, I found a website with all of his tweets for you, Donald.
0: Yeah, I I saw that. Hopefully it didn't get lost. I I appreciate that. No, i
1: put it in an email. You'll have them all. So. Well,
0: it's it's between you and Peter and uh Yeah. You guys really and when when American Memory Hole comes out, I mean you guys uh you know I already told Peter if it's if somehow it becomes an incredible bestseller and sells five hundred thousand copies, you guys are gonna get a cut. Uh, uh, odds are that won't happen. I can't give you a cut of yeah, what I get out of I it because I don't know, get very much out of it, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 if that happened, I would share the wealth. And uh, so yeah, you uh, helped
1: me out big time in the past, so
0: well, it's you know, I I I uh, I, I I wish it could be more, and
1: uh, I uh, wish it's uh, good for it, you know what it is. It is what if it I is. ever went, I you good. know.
0: I saw, again, it's what I wrote about. And I think I, I, think they made me take it out of Survival of the Riches. Remember I had a whole section on lottery winners and everything? Yes. And I, and I put that on my blog. So people can, you know, and if, if you're interested, you know, if you can't get enough of me on Substack, Donald Jeffries, that's Substack. Chapters.
2: Can, deleted
1: chapters. Yeah, I have
0: deleted chapters on my – and I put most of them onto my backup Substack. I have another Substack people get confused by. It's because – when I went to a pay option, yeah on i protest um uh, which you know I, it, I i i kept everything up free, so there's no paywall. I said, you know you can still get it all free, but lots of people you know it's I have over a hundred people that have you know paid subscribers, which is pretty cool, so yeah. um you know it's nowhere near um, Naomi Wolf's two thousand or whatever she had that she she still, <laughs> still complains about all the time, but um so yeah. I would love to have that,
1: but um but folks, so, I'll tell you right now. Uh, it, it actually it comes from Donald's uh, WordPress uh, site originally, and two of the chapters that really hooked me in from the first Hidden History, and I think Survival of the Richest, or no, maybe just Hidden History. There's a uh, chapter on um, free energy suppression. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the other one was. Um, I'm not going to get it right now. Never mind.
0: <laughs> well, there's a, there's one there. There's the, uh, I thought, the best chapter by far in Survival of the wretches and they deleted it. And that yeah. was the one on the relations, where I went into the backgrounds of all the celebrities and, they, and showed how none of these people, <laughs> they all came from at least upper yeah. middle class. Most of them came, many were Mayflower descendants. That's right. So. To try to show people the other one was
1: the eugenics chapter. Was
0: yes, the, the chapter in eugenics. And I had, I, I think, with Dr. Uh, Dr. Kavorkin and Dr. Yeah. Death, a real story about him. And God, I guess he'd be, you know, he, so if he was around today, he'd probably be elected to Congress, you know, <laughs> with, with the you know the unbelievably stupid uh, voting public we have now.
1: would be with but, Fauci um, at the table with Fauci. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. He'd be perfect. He would put him in charge, man. He would, oh, I can develop a vaccine for you, you know. They called me yeah, Dr. Yeah. Death because he, yeah. he he volunteered to work the midnight shift as an intern because most people died then. He wanted That's to see them die. Great. This guy, this guy was a he is. I remember like one of the conservatives called him a uh a Freddy, serial killer, Freddy he was Kruger. a serial killer,
1: yeah. Freddy Krueger, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. He was he was just a little bit. And, and even then, you're talking about what the 90s, I guess, yeah, even then a majority of the people seem sympathetic to him. He did. And it's like, you know, what, what does that saying? they say had like?
1: Al Pacino play him in a bio. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't know Jack.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> so, you know, people get, so if uh, I have put, I think I've put all the deleted chapters on my backup sub stack, which is Donald's newsletter, yeah. <laughs> and I've got, I've got up to like almost 600 subscribers there. I keep trying to tell somebody subscribe to the other one, but they keep you know, subscribing to both, I guess. But uh, and people have tried to to pay me there and there's no pay option. And so I always say, you know, it's, I'm not going to see the money. So if you want to do it here and sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't, I don't know what happens. They just, <laughs> if I can't pay you on this what I'm not going to pay
1: you. I don't no, know. It just do. makes it easier. It cuts through all the techno- technological BS just put a PayPal link or a cash app link up and then people will support you. You know, I've, I've been yeah, yeah, i yeah. Yeah. I, I can do that too, but uh, it's
0: nice to, Substack uh,
1: thing, it seems like there's a lot of hurdles. Like it, it hurts my brain just trying to, well,
0: it's, 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 um, it's been fairly easy for me, and it's right now it's, I'm stressing it because Donald jeffries at substack.com. If you don't subscribe to me there, you should, uh, I write there regularly and, uh, yeah, that's where you get my regular rants. And, uh, That's where you get, you know, news about my books or anything because uh,
1: shows up there too, Don, before like if something did happen were to happen to the YouTube page because you said you said something you weren't supposed to. Well, there is a component to Substack. Yeah, no,
0: I I need I need to start going live on Substack sometime because it's a different audience. Not all I'm listening to. I need to do that. I need to do a lot of things but well, um, yeah. well, thank goodness all the i protest shows if you don't know all these shows because what happens is typically uh, we may leave this one up because uh this didn't really touch on the forbidden subject so uh we yeah. may leave it up but um most of the time we we take it down and uh, but, uh because but, rock. Rock yeah there. yeah what well, yeah it's on and uh, tony has all my shows over there at americaunplugged.com yeah. so you can go there all the iProtest protest shows are there uh yeah, all have, the audio
1: version goes on all the uh platforms too, like Spotify and Apple.
0: Yeah, Apple. and now, and now you know, our <laughs> what's friend what's Alex here, uh, band, yeah. band Band band.video Video has it yeah, there, so you can see so right. there with all all the big. Wait, one of my neighbors, he never pays attention, to, but he's awake. But he he was so impressed when he saw my uh show on Band Dot Video. Wow, he thought that was bigger than anything. Wow, man, I said, oh, that's it's a big platform. Yeah. yeah, so hopefully, I don't know how many people are listening to it there, but I. Uh, you have so
1: like a uh, dark, uh, dark backroom meetings with Mister Jones yet? No, <laughs> no, 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 he hasn't. Uh, the cigarette smoking man from X Files in the in the back corner.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. Me- oh, oh, did I already? Oh, I guess I already put Lisa Landry. Said if she's still there, she had talked about Owen because you know Owen Schroy. I mean, getting to oh, me, yeah. getting. Uh, six months or 60 days or whatever the hell it was for doing nothing. I mean, he's, he was caught on video telling people not to go inside. It was a setup. I mean, I don't know what better evidence you need than that, but apparently in this country, not enough. Yeah. But Lisa said he shouldn't have pleaded guilty to something. What, what did he plead guilty to?
1: And, she, uh, and why, and why would he plead guilty? I don't understand that. Do you know anything about that? From what I understand, it was, he was, I, I could get, to, I, I might be getting this wrong, but he may have been ordered not to talk about, uh, a case or uh, something he was involved with, and he may have violated. Again, I'm not sh- exactly sure, um, but I think he violated some some kind of a court order type thing. And I think they're uh, using him as an example, that kind of thing. Well, uh, Chris Chris
0: Bucken makes a good point. I can't put Chris when you talk about Jews, I just don't put them on the thing. I just I I understand what you're trying to say, but you can you can kind of dance around it. But your point about Howard Stern is. Uh, Oh, It's true. I mean, we all know. Well, he claims he's half Jewish, but we we all know that you know what 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 he is. But he used uh, to, he, that used to be a joke, though. <laughs> yeah, you know? that's what I thought. I was trying because he used to have his parents on. I said, okay, which one of his parents isn't Jewish?
1: <laughs> you know, they're you know? Still, <laughs> <always> <laughs> Jewish. <laughs> yeah. That was the joke. He's only half Jewish.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know there was a Jew, but he. I used to listen to him back then. He used to, he used to, he was unique and he was entertaining. entertaining. He was a, yeah. a,
1: he was a bastion of free speech at one
0: point. Yes, yeah. he, he was he was pretty good, but he uh I saw uh Matt Walsh and I, you know Matt Walsh is uh very good, he's very impressive on culture. He's a he's a, he's, he's, he's he's a Catholic, he has he's big families, walking the walk. Um now I don't agree with them all economically. He's a typical conservative, you know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and that bullshit. <laughs> But uh, he but on cultural, he's very good on the transgender stuff. The what is a woman is a great one of the best documentaries I've seen out there, you know, produced by ultra. It's really, really good. Yeah. You can watch it for free or he shows these people for the for the clowns that they are. But okay. he talked about Howard Stern. I didn't realize back in the day that again, this is and this is what happens when you have so much of this evidence on tape. Howard Stern apparently had a uh, fascination for the Olsen twins back back in the and they were, you know, my daughter loves them.
1: You know, they were little kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I
0: mean, they, they had an industry and uh, yeah. you know, you have to be cute teenagers, cute young teenagers, and, billionaires,
1: uh, billionaires, yeah. fashion, fashionistas.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes, billionaires, and people like my daughter and the, us. You know, they made a lot of money off of uh, those kids, but um, apparently, I never, I must have missed those shows. He used to talk about how, being attracted to him sexually when they were like 13, and he oh. did it all the time on the air. And uh, so now, uh, with the new climate we're in, I guess, although I don't, I don't know, again, I don't know (laughs) why that would be controversial when you're having, you know, all the transgender stuff, but apparently it is. So, um, they're, there's and Matt Wallace found some, he said they're scrubbing it all because they don't want any evidence out there.
1: Well, Howard scrubbed a lot of his material, um, when YouTube popped up, you know, because, um. He had Howard TV at one point. Sirius wanted him to scrub all the stuff from YouTube when it was a new platform. But yeah. I don't remember him uh, drooling over the Olsen Twins. I'm not saying it didn't happen, but
2: I mean, well, Howard, either,
1: he, Howard he, would, do, would say disgusting things all the oh, time. Yeah. But that's a whole other thing. Like his daughters were like older than them at the time, I think. Yeah. You know? I don't know. That's, yeah,
0: no, uh, I, don't, I don't. You know, and just to – but. People are well, Keep in mind
1: on he also uh video surfaced of him playing with the uh the remains of a uh a stripper. Uh w- this lady, I forget her name, but uh, her family ended up suing Howard wow. because he literally picked her bones uh like ashes, like on the air. And there was video of it. It's disgusting. And I was really? a big fan of Howard. Yeah, and the family sued and won. And then, well, they and, had, and then Howard yeah. never let it be said. He, he,
0: he always said Oswald acted alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, like all these other guys. And he was one of the first on 9-11 to suddenly realize it was a terrorist attack and Osama bin Laden was
1: behind it. He wanted to bomb the whole Middle East to uh, back to the Stone Age, turn it all to glass. So I, I would listen to that show over and over again over the years.
0: Yeah. I mean, he maybe- heard
1: all the callers, all the callers. Uh, we're talking about bombs going off, man. <laughs> so when he would have Jesse Ventura come on and talk about nine eleven and controlled demolition, Howard should have shut the hell up because he was he was reporting on the air about these yeah. other explosions going on. Yeah, well, I, I and I,
0: I remember hearing him one time where he was yeah. uh, he was really questioning the Pentagon and hell claiming yeah. that that that, that the, the hole wasn't big enough. So uh, I don't know, Howard. You know, Howard Stern. He, he was, but he, I get the guy. He, Howard Stern started out local Washington DC radio. DC 101. Yeah, DC yep. 101. And uh, I remember you know he's you
1: claim the fame there's you had a you had an infamous plane crash that into the the bridge, right? Yes, yes. And yes he made a big spectacle about uh, oh uh, can I get a first class ticket to that that bridge yeah yeah like, and he he you know and, and again this is
0: where Chris Buck and I'll throw you a bone if you want to know about Jewish privilege. Uh at the time people I remember made remarks that because Howard first of all Howard He was hilarious, but he had uh, Billy West, who does lots of great voices, Futurama and all that. And Billy West does the funniest black voice I've ever heard. He doesn't do it anymore, but he used to come on and he was their resident black guy. He would be like Mayor Dinkins and whoever, but... And it, it was
1: just hilarious. Yeah, the, Jackie, the Jackie puppet, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And 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 he would come on, and they they were really funny because they're Mara Dinkins reporting. I will tell you how old I'm going. It just he, he, we kind of talked like Amos and Andy, you know. It was he like went weird. on.
1: He went on the uh, the what was it? The Something Green show in Blackface. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so I was going to say, Petey, we now we had a guy here.
0: Petey Green. Petey yeah, Green, yeah. And, and they they ended up making a movie about him. Amazingly right. enough, later, but I, I didn't know was that big. But I I knew the guy's cousin. I worked with the guy's cousin. Oh, he was a Washington D.C. fixture. Uh And I remember one when I first started dating my wife. She thought it was crazy because I just got into VCR, <laughs> and I I didn't know what the hell I was doing. So yeah. I I you know she, we I said let's watch a tape. You know, and uh, this was new technology, and I didn't watch TV. So I would put on and there would be like a Three Stooges, an Andy Griffith episode, a, a little. Rascal. <laughs> and then pd green and i and she's what the hell and i I I, yeah. I I just find this guy fascinating he was so, he was so ridiculous he was like all the blacks that i worked with he, but he had a tv show for some unknown reason and he was hilarious and uh so howard stern came on his show once and Sweet howard black came shirt. in blackface huge <laughs> afro big yep. boom box walking along and talking sure. black the entire time but it, I'm I'm just talking jive, Don. Yeah, that's right. I'm sure you'll. I would love to see that tape again because I know that was hilarious. Oh, uh, I have it. Or you have it? (laughs) You got a turkey. Yeah, yeah. That was. Oh, man. That That was, uh, but so. Yeah, is he still kicking PD Green? No, no. He died a long time ago. He wasn't that old. And I, I, uh, in fact, I think I think he died because I remember his cousin and them talking about it. I think they were like they were suspicions about it or something, but you know nothing. Oh. I don't. But that, that was uh, just
1: like everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah. That was probably the '80s, I guess he died. But it was, um, yeah, he didn't live to be uh, very old. But he he was an interesting guy because he would he would he would make comments that were pretty good, you know, in between, you know, in 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 between his you know craziness.
1: He had like a Morton Downey Jr. thing kind of going, right? A little bit yeah, one well, more, one more, one more Jr. is another
0: one if you you know wanted to know about the, that was uh, that was like right before the internet. Morton Downey was good for a while too because more he he would he would allow. I mean he again he, he was ridiculous because he would try to act tough and everything. And uh, but I just had a
1: I had a guest on one of my shows like a, a month ago that was on the Morton Downey Jr. Yeah, show.
0: yeah. So I'm I'm saying like back in the day, it's feasible that people like us might have been able to get on there, maybe.
1: Right. there was no there was no it was other about, it was all about censorship and horror movies at the time that's what yeah 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 but there so there's uh you know but they had the craziest people in the audience even like that new jersey audience that uh morton Downey jr would have like come in the oh uh, yeah. And yeah. The, and the, and the later uh later uh Arsenio hall would do Arsenio the song. hall
0: would <laughs> copy that yeah okay he copied yeah. it and, and you know they never gave Morton Downey, it and morton became a more, you know, became a, a pathetic figure, you know, because
1: he, he, I think he even punched Stuttering John. on. Yeah. Alex yeah. Smith. Yeah. He had the
0: thing with Stuttering John where he got upset. He lost his cool. And uh, yeah. he uh, he uh, Martin Downey Jr. was the epitome of 15 minutes of fame. Yeah. That guy's that guy's shooting star burned out so fast. <laughs> I mean, he was
1: he was really big briefly. Apparently he was respectable at one time in the 70s, too, as a as a journalist, from what I hear. Well, he
0: he came from a uh, as, as they all do. He came it's from kind the like
1: background. Springer. It's like Springer, the same thing. He was uh, what a politician. Yeah, he was a
0: mayor of Cincinnati. Yeah, one time Cincinnati. Yeah, but uh, but uh, uh, Morton Downey Jr. Morton Downey Senior was yeah. a very famous celebrity, an Irish crooner, an Irish and and Morton Downey Junior could sing as well. That's he right. He used to play a video, an early video of him doing uh, "Boulevard Broken Dreams." He used to play that sometime on a show, but. Right. And his aunt, he was part of the, uh, Bennett family, uh, back in the golden age, they had, um, uh, three, uh, actresses that were sisters that were all pretty big. The biggest one was, uh, Joan Bennett, Bennett Constance sister. Bennett and yeah. Barbara Bennett. I think he was Joan Bennett's, uh, he, he was one of their sons or their son, something. And, uh, but so he kind of came from, you know, so again, I'm sure that opened the door for him. He had a lot of connections,
1: but died, he did his died of you know, cancer in like '94, I think, because he kept. Yeah, smoking.
0: And, yeah, and he and he used to brag when he was smoking cigarettes that everybody in my family lives long. It's not going to happen to me and stuff. So it's it's I guess it's kind of funny to watch that now because he because yeah. he didn't. I don't know if he made it to sixty. Was it wasn't that? Well, long, the show
1: his show ended in like 1990, and I think he was dead by '94. You
0: know? Yeah, because I, I remember you know when I was I was a cigarette smoker myself for uh, several years and. uh I always said that I would quit smoking when I was thirty, because yeah. I always said that um, you know it, it doesn't look cool when you see older people smoke. No I just that way, like, so I said it's it's like a young person's thing. I think and I figured, well, oh, yeah. it was damaged to me if I so. Uh, when my wife uh, told me that she was pregnant with our son, our first child, John, um, she said, "I'm quitting smoking, so you do what you want, but you know you can't smoke in the house anymore." Yeah. And they had already. And keep in mind, I came from, say, I worked in a hospital at that time and uh, I, I hadn't, I was just going to make the transition to IT, but I was still a blue collar worker. And uh, so I was a big smoker. And of course, I was a big smoker's rights, too. You know, when they first started putting the signs up, you, you know, you can all, I would I would purposely smoke where they said you couldn't smoke. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's what
1: I would do. be a jerk.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, can I say, this is ridiculous. Why can I smoke here but not there?
1: Well, but was the restaurants too. Remember they had the smoking section. And-
0: yeah, well that that was okay. But then when they when they started, you know, and again, I, you look back and people don't believe it. You know, you could smoke anywhere in that hospital.
1: Smoke on the airplane, and that's yes, everyone yes, has to yes. breathe it in.
0: <laughs> yes, everywhere, all stores, everything. People can't realize what a different world it was. And I'm not saying it was good, you know. But right. and and once you quit smoking. You really – I never noticed it before, but then I started – God, I, I smell the smokers coming. I can smell their clothes and all that stuff, which I obviously couldn't before.
1: And you could taste but, better too, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, But it was, it was, it, was I, it was the only time I tried because I enjoyed smoking. And I remember I was watching Morton Downey Jr., a suitable show to watch, a big-time smoker, and I just put my last cigarette out in the ashtray. I was watching him, and uh, I left that half-open pack there for months. That yeah. was it. I said, okay, it's there if I need it, and uh, it was – it was one of the hardest things I ever did.
1: It is. It's a very, uh, thing, Sam
0: yeah. Bodhistree said uh he quit cigarettes, but he, he did cigar. I I I tried cigars, I hated it. They just would make me I could never even come close to finishing a cigar, it would like, get me oh, sick. I yeah. don't
1: know. Yeah. I don't
0: know. And and you weren't inhaling it, so I don't I don't know. Uh, I guess people like people chew on did. it. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't know. My dad used to smoke cigars and I You're and like I, chewing I a filter
1: on a cigarette. It's like,
0: oh yeah, yeah. And some people don't even light them. I, I don't know. Yeah, Patrick S is over okay in the Rockfin chat. Patrick S is over there. He says no, he that uh, Pat, Patrick
1: Plummer.
0: Yeah. Patrick S. He says I was yeah, in DC 101 when I was in high school in Falls Church. Well, brother, you came from my neck of the woods, Patrick. Because that's Church. where I was. I, I was wow. raised in Falls Church, Virginia. Maybe we know yeah. each other. Uh Riley's there now. Free thinker 59. <laughs> So I okay, that's I don't think we're missing anybody else, but uh
1: yeah.
0: and Chris Bucken is a. Uh, Chris Bucken doesn't okay. Chris Bucken says all tobaccos are disgusting. Okay. Somehow the juice must be behind it, right? I was wondering
1: <laughs> <if> that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, Philip Morris or whatever. Yeah, I don't know, but uh really? I don't know if that's yeah,
0: so that's uh yeah, interesting. Yeah,
1: Petey Green. Yeah, PD Green, Morton Downey Jr. Wow, Genie
0: Pool. We have people from my area. Genie Pool, WPGC, and W. I think you mean WEAM. WPGC. I I think you're talking about Weem Radio or WE. Was it WEEM? I think Mm -hmm. it it was Weem Radio. WPGC and Weem. They were the two big top 40 stations
1: when I, know, I was a kid i just know dc 101 because of uh, howard stern and robin uh DC 101.
0: and then we had later we had hfs if you're in this area whfs one of the first homegrown radios he used to say all the pot smokers used to have the bumper stickers homegrown <laughs> radio and uh first probably the first alternative radio station that would you know play album cuts and, and groups you yeah. never heard and uh I used to love Weasel. Weasel was the big he's still alive. If I I, I don't know, people wouldn't be interested enough to have him
1: on. Uh uh I only know of Weasel is Zappa. Isn't uh, wasn't that one of uh Frank Zappa's kids? Weasel Zappa. No, that's Dweezil. Oh Weasel. This guy was Weasel. <laughs>
0: weasel playing the rack and roll in WPT on WHFS. The-
1: I like to hear that interview.
0: Well, we, well Weasel was cool because uh I, I used to I was making mixtapes all the time. So I would be uh some of the I couldn't I bought a lot of records, but I couldn't buy every record. But I'd hear a song that I'd like and I, I you could call him, most most of the time you could get through to him in the studio and you talk to him. Yeah. You say, Hey Weasel, and you hey, I could I send you play and I'd tell him to play, you know, some ridiculous song. Okay, I'll try it. most of the time he'd play it.
1: <laughs> was it was it late night or something, he was uh lonesome in the studio. No,
0: no, was it wasn't. It was uh he he was um he was uh, during the day or early evening. No, he just, it was, again, it was a different time. You could call a radio station and they would, it's not like you're calling through to be on the air. Right. You, you could call and you'd actually talk to the DJ.
1: I used and, to do that. Yeah, like 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. Yeah. WAAF in Boston. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I even got invited to hang out at the radio station in Boston. Yeah. Then they had... Legendary ones like WBCN that Howard Stern was on.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm looking at all these uh,
1: moon units that's
0: right. Moon unit.
1: John Chris Barber. B- oh, John Chris, Barber. Chris Barber. says
0: moon unit was really hot when she was she was. yeah, she was a little.
1: yeah, John Barber uh, he was uh, I'd say he was friends with uh, Frank Ray. Right? I mean, he's got a couple of uh, interviews I on. I think yeah, he interviewed him, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. I mean, Zapp was
0: obviously brilliant, but again, like Dave McGowan showed, he had that same background.
1: His father was uh, involved right. with Napalm, right?
0: And, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I just think it's it's wrong to give your name kids names like that. Yeah. Dweezil and Moon Unit. I just, you know, it's almost to the level of A Boy Named Sue, you know, Johnny Cash's song. I mean, just, although now, I guess, that well, would be a popular song, A Boy Named Sue now, man. It'd so be, the whole know, idea transgender behind transgender anthem.
1: Was- <laughs> the whole idea behind that wasn't wasn't it to uh, get the kid all tough and everything because he, he was gonna get the shit kicked out of him.
0: Right? Yeah, I guess so. Well, I'm sure. It, I'm sure that worked. Then now, now, of course, you know, it wouldn't.
1: It wouldn't be the same thing because oh,
0: yeah. yeah, I now. guess he de lauded or you know, I hate they get well. They could plan his. They could plan his transition earlier. You know, his, his name's Sue, and <laughs> oh, yeah. obviously has got to be a Sue. You know, but uh,
2: yeah. I don't know what
0: happened The Moon Moon Unit. Moon Unit and Dweezil, I think Moon Unit used to be, wasn't she a VJ on MTV back when they used to play music? I think she was, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's and boy, of the one I love was Martha Quinn. Oh, she was
1: so cute. Oh, Martha Quinn, yeah. Oh, what a little doll her. baby. You, are oh, you talked to her, Chris, oh, you know yeah, v- Tab- and Tabitha Sorensen, too. She was on MTV as well.
0: I, 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 yeah, because MTV fascinated me when it first came on the air because it was oh, uh, and they they would play some alternative stuff and yeah. uh, they. Uh, I, but again, I don't know how did it transition from that to playing no music at all. I guess no. I guess there's no music left to play. But
1: well, now the M and MTV doesn't stand for music anymore officially. You know that?
0: <laughs> what does it stand? It doesn't, for?
1: it doesn't stand for anything anymore. Okay. They put out a press release for that. Uh, well, that's pretty obvious. I think the everything started turning around uh, when they had that celebrity guest match stuff in the late 90s. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris, or says my, you, my pregnant 16 or something oh yeah, you know, v- yeah my
0: oh yeah that's that's stupid yeah that's uh that no, Chris bucket so. says he thinks yeah it might have been vh1 I didn't could watch vh1 been. as much but that yeah that could have been because that was I like you watch
1: Vh1 for behind the music that was about it yeah yeah they used to have they used to have a lot of those uh remember he e used to he uh, would have a you e, uh, e, true Hollywood
0: story yeah, and e right. mysteries and scandals with uh with AJ A.J. there's another guy you to- bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and isn't yours a bitch? Because I mean, he lasted. I remember he got in. A, he on Howard Stern show back when it used to be good radio. Yeah, Donald, Donald Trump on as a guest, and yeah. him and Ben's they got into a big shouting match oh, yeah, because yeah. Uh, uh, Donald Trump was again and again. I don't know what kind of an act he was putting on then, but he was seriously claiming that he could pick up all these hot chicks just yeah. on how you know on his great moves and everything. It had nothing to do with the fact that he was a billionaire. Right.
1: And AJ Benza was yelling, oh, no, you know, so it's uh, and then uh, AJ Benza would go on to box John. <laughs> oh, did he? I, yeah, you remember that? It was a whole thing, too. <laughs> I don't, remember. well, and, and again, one of the things Howard Stern was a great promoter,
0: and he's the one that came up with this uh thing. Oh, somebody, tipped, somebody tipped me money.
1: Yeah, there you go. It probably wasn't AJ Benza because uh, oh, geese, he, geese, he, no, he geese charging thank you for
0: the tip, Geese Busters. Thank you very much, appreciate that.
1: There you but, go. um, um, I was, was going to say it probably wasn't AJ Benza that tipped you because he he uh, requires a fee. I found that out. to <laughs> so, come on shows now. Yeah, and John wanted to charge me five hundred bucks even after I helped him out. Sutter and You're, John, yeah. Well, yeah, it was Sutter, Sutter John's John a little
0: more. Uh, Sutter and John had more of a career. He was uh, Jay Leno's announcer for a while. But I I don't. He might have deleted me as a friend on Facebook. I don't know, or I deleted him. But I was his friend for hmm. a while, and uh, he you could see his audience was dwindling. Like it I was. started noticing, he's getting fewer and fewer people, and they and when he would like say woke stuff, he they would. would just make fun of him.
1: Yeah, and so. then he, was, he had a whole cottage industry against Trump when Trump was running, yeah. because of his uh, history there being uh being Howard's uh you know coffee getter or whatever. Yeah, and and, and Howard, but Howard Stern was he he was tight with Trump. Trump used to be on
0: there as a regular guest. I remember. And they would, and they would do. What were they doing? But object. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. The guy, the guy, this guy, Howard Stern. Nobody objectified women more than he did.
1: Exactly. His
0: entire show
1: was he would you know, throw like, salami at strippers' behind. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, there was 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 raiding women. Remember, he used to have the celebrity panels to get on, and raid some chick would come in and, and get naked. Bill Maher on there sometimes and do that. Who yeah. would? Bill Maher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So these, I mean, these people, as we see somebody like Jimmy Kimmel, he hosted the, he was a co host of the, um, uh, the, the man, man show with, yeah. uh, uh, Adam Carolla, cool. who still had, who hasn't, <laughs> you know, who has remained a little true. But,
1: yeah. this,
0: I mean, again, does he not know what, I mean, again, I don't understand. It. I mean, I never understood that kind of, Object, I, I always hated the uh the rating women thing. I never especially when you look at these guys that are you know yeah. if you're rating them that are like twos and threes themselves at best, you know, and they're trying to say, Oh it's just a seven, no more than a seven, like who you
1: know <laughs> I I was a fan of Howard because he would, you know, the free speech thing, not the throwing salami at a stripper's, you know, butt cheeks. Like I didn't care about that. You know, yeah, he he would talk about you know. Uh, shall I say uh, revolutionary ideas? Sometimes, yeah. You know? No, he he was he was he. But then he would go the pervert route and talk about his uh, genitalia yeah. being small. Yeah, he could old.
0: he. <laughs> that's what he was. He couldn't stop that stuff. But he he yeah. he, when, he, he was sometimes good. You know, he was.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah now, but it's now,
1: a, now he's America's Got Talent.
0: Uh, no, and he and he created he he was probably the first of the morning zoo type. You know, uh, I don't know if he was a first, but he was one of one of the first that that created that kind of, uh yeah. You know, not, not really that zany. guy that was a little bit different, but there's so many shows like Don and Mike in this area that used to that copied him because yeah. Howard, Howard Stern made his uh, his the people that work for him, you know, characters.
1: The, on the show, guy. yeah, yeah. G-
0: yeah. Well, I mean, just like Gary Dell'Abate's producer, and then Baba Booey, uh, yeah. Baba Booey, and then ridiculous Fred Norris, who just never does anything he just sits there but he, like, he probably no, he was,
1: no but he was a genius in his own right with the sound effects like he'd be on cue like oh was he doing okay he did seconds when uh someone yeah. would, he would have a sound effect that would be appropriate like he had you he, he 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 did a lot behind the scenes but uh it, it seemed like he was doing nothing like with jackie like when i met jackie i was like yeah <laughs> jackie was his head writer for years and years and howard kind of just threw jackie away yeah, yeah,
0: Jackie, 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 uh, nope, Martin, man, yeah, nope. and uh, but yeah, anyway, so he had, he had some interesting guys there, and of course, he had your boy, uh, Norm McDonald's friend, Artie Lang,
1: Artie Lang, who, who, was, there.
0: who, yeah, who right. was there, who was uh, became a regular there, and, and R- I, I still remember all the guys, Riley Martin, is that what you're gonna say, the UFO guy? <laughs> no, 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 oh, oh, he, oh he, he made a star out of the uh, the uh, KKK guy, oh, yeah, remember that guy, yeah, well, he, he got. <laughs> he made he made a star out of that guy. I mean, goes, I Remember they they would play uh Hollywood uh,
1: the Hollywood yeah. squares and he would be in the center square. <laughs> yeah. He goes he was one of these days the Mexicans are going to outnumber the humans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> and he, and he, I mean, he he did things like black jeopardy and the
0: categories would be grape soda and chips and stuff like that. It's like, it's like, it's like yeah. just imagine doing that. Now, remember remember he had one of the <laughs> best shows I ever saw. yet, He had rerun from What's Happening. Yeah, he was and ended up dying. track, but was down on his luck. Obviously, had to be to be because he was actually competing for pocket change on that stupid whatever game show they were
1: playing. Yeah, so
0: it was sad to see. But I mean, that
1: Dana Plato went the same way. She ended up going home and doing yeah, some shit for being on yeah. His show. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and, and, and you know she. Yeah, she, yeah, boy, she was. So was Howard. You know, Howard. As much as Howard, uh, I I like to give him credit. He had some creepy scumbag stuff too.
0: You know. No, he did. So I mean, I so I you know when I criticize now, it's it's not because I I I mean I I would never I never found any radio show except David Knight, baby, okay, or (laughs) Alex Jones back in the when Alex Jones was really good uh, that I would watch. Uh, that I would listen to. Well, even Alex
1: is going to Howard Stern with conspiracies. That's how I always looked at Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he is to the dark shock.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he doesn't because I mean, that's he doesn't have a you know a
1: crazy cast of characters
0: like oh, right. uh,
1: like the whack pack, like that. But I mean, he does yeah, Beetlejuice coming on, but. He'll right. have uh, Joe Rogan come on and talk about but, DMT. <laughs> you no, know, realize
0: how, how much these people made in radio. I said people like Fred Norris is probably worth many millions, and uh, nobody right. knows who he is really that doesn't listen to that. That's right. Uh, you know these these guys are. Who knows how much Robin Quivers? And I remember Robin Quivers has you know that's obviously sexy voice, and
1: well, I that remember was, the that was, that was Howard's. Uh, green light to be able to say racist stuff.
0: yeah yeah well it was it was it was great because i he had her there and she you know yeah. it gave him you know he was able he to always laugh
1: oh how are Hello, you howard,
0: oh you're awful oh, <laughs> right. oh my oh my. but but she was uh she had such a sexy voice and i remember all the guys before i even knew i i didn't listen to Ray. I, everybody was talking about howard stern howard Stern. Had, Oh man, Rob. I remember so many of them went, they had their first live event where you could meet Robin and these people and they were so yeah. excited because they figured it's gonna be some hot
1: blonde or something. They used to go to uh, go to comedy clubs after uh, at night in DC around that Yeah.
0: Time. And, but when they when the, the guys first discovered she was black, it's like wh- I mean, I it there was <laughs> like whoa, because it didn't compute, you know, because they had right. this image in their
1: mind. She sounded white. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. she sounded
0: yeah. yeah, and you just assume she's, you know, yeah, sexy, but um, yeah, that guy, i We're talking so much about it, Howard Stern, but that, it was it was. Uh,
2: yeah, I man. listened. To,
0: I listened to it uh on the com- the commute, but I I wouldn't listen to it other than that. And then he, when he had his show on, uh, the New York show, he had a, a show on the New York. We used to get the New York Super Channel cable. Yeah. We used to get Chicago. Super, and not K-Rock. only at, it, was yeah, yeah. yeah, and yeah, uh, and so they would show like the whole thing or clips of it, and that's where he would have a lot of those things like Hollywood Squares and Black
1: Jeopardy and stuff. Or oh, uh, you would have the Channel Nine show WPIX. Yes, TV. yes,
0: yes, yeah. yeah. And I I liked that, and uh, so that's what I mostly watch. I listen to him in the commute sometimes, and most of the time he's good. He has celebrity. He would usually know, you know, he'd ask him embarrassing questions and stuff.
1: That's right. Yeah, politically is, incorrect stuff too.
0: Yeah, which is that's why the the idea that this guy does he he you made all your millions on this. And now you're trying to, I mean, I don't know how anybody listens to him now because what, what could he talk about?
1: I'll give him this Don, like, uh, I'll give him the respect uh, in the terms of no one does a better interview than Howard. I'll give him that. Like I've heard recent interviews with other, he, he gets things out of people that other people can't somehow. Yeah. Other no, than he that, does. It's garbage, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, no, I think so too. And he, he, um, but I, I he, had,
1: he had Hillary Clinton on. That was like a knife <laughs> through the chest. And he was like slobbering all over her, and this was a couple of years ago. Oh, it's like come on, man! I mean,
0: that's, really? Yeah, that's it's it's. Well, Talk it's like Bruce,
1: selling out. It's
0: like Bruce Springsteen. I mean, you know, I I, I love to Springsteen, and uh, yeah, I love his music. And uh, I, I mean, he's touring with Barack Obama. I know. He's literally. I mean, what? Yeah. I mean, how do you, how do you think you have any credibility as a rock star? All these rock stars, it's very.
1: Uh... Well, you like Neil Young. It's like, uh, how many more people are going to let you down? <laughs> oh yes, that's that's why I hope I hope I never
0: learn what Elvis Costello's politics are because you know that's my boy, <laughs> and uh, that's right. I don't want to know. Yeah, I don't I don't want to because I mean, there's it's it was uh, some of the concerts I've been to, and I can kind of tell when they you know uh, Jackson Brown, who I love, but I mean yeah. he's. And he, we saw him a couple of years ago. He was really good, but uh, you know he had well, like.
1: Well, look at Eric Clapton. I mean, at least he was talking to Bobby Jr. about his uh, injury. You know, they gave him a hard time, and he got hurt by the vaccine. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Then they really started cool. bringing up old stuff, saying from the '70s, saying he was all racist and stuff. Remember that? Well, moment? he
0: was, and there, and I, i felt, and what was that guy's name? Uh, I actually started watching clips of that guy because, again, it shows you how much things have changed. Yeah. Since like the '80s, I can't remember his name, but he was he was a uh, he was a leader in Great Britain, warning about immigration and how you know that England England was going to be transformed and had to do something about it. And that's what that was about. And that's what uh, so and that's what uh, Clapton didn't want to see London become what it's become. Yeah. What do they call it, Londonistan or something like that? They call it. I mean, it's so.
1: The land uh, of Jimmy Savile.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now they have uh, what tapes of uh russell brand uh basically kissing the ass of uh Jimmy Savile now, did you hear that
0: oh, I didn't hear that. Is that, what, oh, is that what, I heard there's...
1: something Enoch
0: Powell, yes, thank you Chris Enoch, Powell. Enoch Powell that's the guy yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, that was pretty yeah. sick yeah, yeah and
0: he he uh he's you know you watch him now and obviously he looks like a you know uh, a psychic right when he thought was coming but um uh, yeah. Free thinker says Howard Stern always made me cringe. Yeah, I mean, I I understand. I mean, there's but it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. But he, uh, not politically correct at the time, you know, no. And it it was something where I I didn't like him at first, but it was the only thing on the radio, yeah, uh, during my morning commute. And so I just started listening to it. You get used to him after a while, and okay, he's got some. He would have a lot of guests on that I would like. You know? He'd have
1: Belzer on to do the news. I used to love that. Gilbert Gottfried would come on and do the news. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, Belzer was on there a lot. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, you know, certainly he had some good guests, but uh, it's, yeah. uh, I'm trying to see what I'm missing here.
1: Belzer got to talk about the conspiracy stuff on places that he never really got a chance to, you know. Oh, Ray, oh,
0: Ray Band. Ray, who, who, I'm sorry. I'm not void you. You're avoiding me like the plague. Thank you, brother. Ray Band. Ray. Raybo's ghost. Raybo's ghosted. Everybody hates... Oh, and everybody hates Raymond. I'm used to saying everybody hates Raymond. Sorry about that. I'm, I'm not ignoring you, Raybo. Good to see you here.
1: Is, it a, Jew- is it a Jewish thing or... Uh, no, oh, no, no that's no. That's, not, that's Chris Buckingham.
0: No, and somebody was saying, who was the guy that was banned here? Somebody was asking me if I banned him. Uh, what was the guy that got... You banned somebody? Uh, no, I didn't ban anybody. He did get banned, and he accused me of it. I, said, I don't even know how to do that if I wanted to. <laughs> no.
1: But uh, yeah. uh,
0: but what was the guy's name? Uh, somebody was asking me about it on on uh, Substack. He might have been banned on Substack too, and because uh, he would know. just make uh, he would make just crazy comments that didn't make any sense. They were derogatory, but
1: yeah, I didn't means- care.
0: I just no, no, I just would ignore it. But. Uh, yeah. I can't remember what his name was. was well, you had of? a guy
1: that uh, didn't like you uh, talking about uh, Sandy. Remember for a while there on the uh, WordPress thing, but Sandy Hook. Well, yeah. yeah. I've had How dare you? Yeah, Sorry. yeah. yeah Ask yeah, questions and stuff that doesn't make sense.
0: I, I'm amazed. I don't get because I mean, I uh, you know, and if you want, yeah, you know, I you know, I, I I probably lost some supporters, but I had to write it. I've been talking about this thing for a while. I said, you know what. I'm gonna come up with this spoof of 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 uh of uh anti-white stuff. So I, I wrote a book. I wrote a uh how many books substacks called No, 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 not to no not a book. This is the latest Substack uh, oh. and I just called it African American Fatigue Syndrome.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So.
0: And uh so I read it and you know, it's I'm surprised I didn't get too many I didn't get any really negative remarks, but uh Lou rockwell didn't publish it so maybe it's too extreme for whatever but it's you know it just it is what it is i, I wanted i tried to use comedy in it and to yeah, show no. that this because i said the whole thing is i'm fatigued right i've on it and uh you know if they can have some of these other ridiculous uh you know i'm sorry postpartum i'm sorry mothers out there i've never accepted postpartum depression i don't i don't think that some kind of disease makes you throw your baby off bridges which they've you know okay. they claim that woman they want they claim that woman andrea yates I remember that's that. what made her kill her kids. One, all six of her kids, one after the other, drown them in a bathtub. I still didn't she drive a car into a lake or something? Or no, that me? was Susan Smith.
1: <laughs> kidding, was all yeah. these killer mothers. No, this
0: so what maybe was the most reprehensible one until Andrew Yates came along. And I had no. people that defend her all the time. So I sorry, that is the worst murder I've ever heard of to drown one after other of the kids. Yeah, like that. I mean, you had to at some point. Sam Bode Street says good article wasn't extremely so. Well, I think most of the people here well, I, I'm glad hearing that.
1: Um, uh, well, comedy is like supposed to be one of those uh, you know, outlets for truth, <laughs> it's supposed to be in theory,
0: yeah. And that's that's what I I I, I try to use comedy for, and so I try to try to be funny because so stand up uh,
1: comedy was hurting during uh, the last three years,
0: yeah. No, nobody knew because you can't because I mean, look, there's there's If I'm a comedian and I'm looking out there, I'm looking at the targets of possible ridicule, the, topical, the things that can be spoofed or satirized. Yeah. The entire woke thing, obviously, the 57 genders, all that crazy stuff, the anti-white thing, that, that's where I would look. Ghetto yeah. culture, all this. And
1: these things are all so laughable and so easily uh, easy to make fun of. Yeah, COVID, you got vaccine, you got the trans thing, you got... George Floyd stuff, you know, race rights. <laughs> like,
0: Jeannie Pool said, Jeannie's my wife's name, by the way, so I love that name. Uh, Jeannie says, I still need to read that one, Don. I have the fatigue as well. Saw enough of it in the 70s and that front. Yeah, so it's, and that's, it's, and it's obviously Swampy McGee. Yes, thank you, Stonewall, Heartland Stonewall. Old Swampy McGee. That was a great name, but uh, I couldn't tell what the hell Swampy was talking about at the time, but he started getting uh, nastier. You know, usually he would just say things that I, nobody could understand. I don't know what the whole swamp he's talking about, but then he, he started getting nasty. So you know yeah. it uh
1: well, it too, was what it is, but uh well, it's too short for that. Anyway. No, it is. Well, Chris, what what else? I, I really appreciate you coming on and uh yeah. Um I, uh, I'm just, gonna what, fin- just gonna finish up my email with all your links and everything. Well, and I appreciate you and all the work right. you're doing and see if I get anything. Um yeah.
0: let me see here. The hormonal thing. thing happens right to you have a baby, done can make you... Yeah, that's what it's saying. But uh exactly. And that's exactly right, Ed Freethinker. Yes, I, I, I'm familiar with the hormonal stuff. I understand that. But I don't understand why anybody would be depressed after having a child. And they, I, literally, they had a woman that threw her baby off a bridge way back in the day. And that was the first time they heard about that. Well, I hey, had postpartum. What? But they used that with Andrea Yates. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Look at commercials now. Yeah. Well, Jeannie, you got to read, you got to read my article. I go over all that. You're exactly right. One of these days I'm going to have the uh, Chris Bucking says, that's how bad his comments were. He had to block me. It's old swampy, but uh, oh, anyway, wow. I appreciate everybody's here. Chris, any, anything you want to promote or give out any links or anything? I, if Tony wants to, Tony, if you want me to close out the show, I can do it. I mean, maybe you already texted me.
1: Yeah. Working on a, a couple of guests and some things for or with Tony and Mr. Anderson, uh, the guest I I was working on for next week's show. Uh, I'm still working on it, but uh, I'm kind of in a tough spot. But we'll find something. And uh, with Tom Cooper tomorrow night, we're going to be talking, and I'm looking forward to it. We're going to be talking to Mr. Tom Cooper's uh, offspring, his son. So that's cool. That's at 8
0: p.m. Cool. Well, look forward to that. And uh, uh, Tony wants me to close out, so I'll be closing out. Thanks, everybody. Thanks in the Rockfin chat room. Glad I was able to see it today. Good to see some familiar names over there. Um, So apparently I'll be able to look at it again. Thanks, everybody, in the YouTube chat room. Thanks, Chris Graves, coming on and making the second hour a uh, a lot easier to do. Thanks, everybody, for listening to iProtest. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks.